0: Welcome to the Digital Culture Ideas Show. This show covers the biggest cultural shift that's happening right now, a shift to a much more digital life. If you like what you hear, then make sure you subscribe so you can have those episodes at your fingertips. Thanks. Welcome along, everybody, to the Digital Culture Ideas Show. I have a real treat for you this evening uh, if you're in New Zealand, but then in the morning if you're in the UK. So I've got Damon Anderson here with me. He's coming in from the UK, and he's the Director of Operations UK and EMEA for Zero. So welcome to the show, Damon. Hey,
1: Hills, Hey, how are you doing?
0: I'm really good. I'm really good, thank you. Um, look and this is really special to have you on the show because you're actually a close personal friend of mine my husband has had the the good idea to make you one of his his um groomsmen at our wedding and, and kind of that's how we basically know each other and you know i think the world of you and it's been so exciting to watch your career you know, unfold over the years, and you're a New Zealander, born, born and raised, absolutely, but you've decided to domicile in the UK and have a, a wonderful wife over there. So um, I guess you're kind of like a global New Zealander, can I call you that? Because I still kind of feel like you belong to us as much as you do the UK. <laughs> um, anyway, you've got a great story. Up, traveling from New Zealand over to the UK and the many amazing roles you've done I think it'd be really great context for our listeners if you gave them a view of what your story is.
1: Okay um, I'm definitely a Kiwi so uh, especially when it comes to rugby like it, that is that is the golden rule. Um, so yeah I mean I've um, like I'm from Dunedin originally um, I've been in the UK 18 years I uh, kind of Ever since I was like a kid, I was into technology. I remember like I used to make computer games when I was eight and I was selling them, trying to sell them on on the back of the newspaper by the time I was 10. So I was like – That always doesn't like surprise little... me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then, yeah, all, all sorts of – but I was always like – it was always just like technology and, and business were sort of like two things that had been with me my whole life. And then um, sort of I grew up, went to I went to Otago University, had a great time, also managed to get some study in there, which was cool. Um, like marketing management it all that sort of good stuff but i sort of uh, and then i moved to auckland spent a bit of time at southern cross healthcare up there which was great i worked at this really cool digital agency on on West Haven marina i remember just sort of sitting there watching all the boats going by and you know the auckland harbour bridge and then i thought you know what everyone's going to the uk actually tom your husband was in the uk mm-hmm. so i thought like well, that's it i'm going to do the big oe and i'm going to jump ship and um so I moved to the uk 2004 um, was pretty lucky actually. I landed a gig at American Express, uh, and I was, um, you know, pretty much within no time. I was the product manager for the, you know, the American Express Centurion card, the the one that's made <laughs> out of titanium steel. And I was the product manager. for That it was an awesome, awesome gig. And then they, um, actually, they sponsored me to stay. So they effectively, gave me a work permit, which was because um, I was only over there for two years. And I thought, you know what? Like, I might as well stay a little bit longer. Got uh, sponsored on a work permit and then, um, yeah, just had a blast. Um, really enjoyed Amex. I was like, I was like the sort of, you know, little ki- Kiwi kid from Dunedin and, and the skyscrapers of London, you know, with everyone was in like, you know, waistcoats and suits. And I was just sort of, uh, you know, learning the trade, I guess. And then, but uh, really enjoyed that. And um, then ended up spending a bit of time at Visa and I went to World Pay. World Pay was cool. That was, um, you know, after the the global financial crisis, Royal Bank mm. of Scotland were, were were one of one of the banks that were forced to basically downsize and sell off all of their non-core assets. One of which was a payments division um, called WorldPay or Streamline International at the time, and um, and so they were forced to sell it. Private equity came in, Advent International Bank Capital. They uh, needed a needed someone to run product for the e-commerce business, and I had sort of almost were out how to be a technology product leader, but I kind of just went along and did it and um, got the gig. And then five years later, we IPO'd on the London Stock Exchange. Um, WellPay's now got on to sort of be acquired twice since. Mm. So, um, but it was just an extraordinary like experience, you know, one that, you know, I, I, I mean, it was the biggest Biggest fintech IPO ever on the London Stock Exchange, and and, and the biggest IPO I think in ten years uh, when we listed for about seven billion market cap. Um, and I was knackered. I was like, "What am I going to do now?" <laughs> I I would I, you know, it was one of those sort of burn the candle at both ends sort of gigs. So then, um, then but then I came across this little company called Zero, and uh, you know, Zero hasn't at the time was not very big in the UK. Uh, I had not really heard of it. I mean, the weird thing is I'd lived in Wellington, like literally around the corner from where the zero office is now in Wellington but back then it didn't exist so um i kind of uh, i sort of said that's really interesting i sort of i hope it was a kiwi company it was like this david bowie hmm. story of taking on the world it was um had this amazing business model um and um and it looked like a company with real purpose and and i love the idea of really technology for small businesses they've always historically had like you know been been ignored by big tech it's always like big enterprise or consumer and small business has always been left behind so I, I really love that sort of purpose. And, uh, and so um, got in touch and managed to get a role there. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the rest is history. Um, and I've been yeah, sort of in various roles, but um, yeah, the director of operations, which is effectively running run the, the UK and EMEA business um, across UK, South Africa and Ireland are the core markets. And then we, we operate in pretty much every market across EMEA. It's great fun and absolutely loving it and the only thing i would say is i've I've also moved to the coast as well so i don't even know if i've told i have told you that hills but yeah we have, yeah. Yeah, we, we jumped ship and we moved down to the beach that was sort of a a, a lockdown choice we thought if we're going to live somewhere why don't we live by the beach so uh, we've moved down to the dorset coastline and it's just amazing well it'll be amazing now here when the weather starts to pick up but it's, uh, <laughs> sure. it's pretty cool
0: Oh, Awesome. And um, yeah, there's a lot of that actually moving away from big cities now with, with COVID, that's kind of opened that up for people. But how fitting that you should work for a New Zealand domiciled, I think the term is, isn't it? Company, yeah. but from, from the UK. That's that's brilliant. That's that's you all over. So that's exciting. Hey, and so through your career, so obviously you, you've moved from different roles where you were kind of technical leader and um, a practitioner, if you like, through to managing people. And now you're managing whole operations. How did you kind of make that decision between being a practitioner and then moving into people leadership. I know personally, when I was thinking about that, it was like, oh, I don't wanna give up the doing piece. But then I kind of realized you can actually do more through other people. But what was that like for you? How did you make that decision?
1: Well, I don't know if it, I don't know if there was ever sort of like a moment where I sort of decided like right, I'm going to be a leader. Um, actually, there probably was like there was one thing that happened to us. So we, um, what happened to me when I when I was at WorldPay, uh, we did these amazing like journeys. They were called these leadership journeys, and effectively, we got um, we got basically they took a whole bunch of like the high potential and the le- and leadership team. Um, got put them on a plane we didn't know where we were going and basically it's a long story but dropped us in the jordanese desert and wow. uh, and we spent a whole week kind of trekking across the desert it was like a this incredible sort of leadership journey where that the whole thing is sort of self-discovery and you learn about what you are and us bond, bonding as a team and it was like it was basically a team offsite, like kind of gone nuts it was crazy and um <laughs> And, and, and I I was like fortunate enough to be in this and I was in the Jordanese desert and there was a, they, there was this exercise that they did where they basically said like, just go away, uh, sit somewhere in the mountains and sort of take a moment to think like who you are, like what, what really drives you? What's your experience been in your life? What's happened to you when you were a kid? Like basically from kindergarten onwards, like just really go off and sit in the jordanese desert and pontificate on that and i did that and i remember coming back and we all sort of got together as a group and we were going around the circle and people were like just like bursting out in tears and talking about like the most incredible sort of life stories and i think it was at that point i was like well who am i like well you know actually is am i kind of uh you know just uh just going to be really good at what i do or have i got an opportunity to help others and you know like to help other people grow and and to sort of um be, be what they can be and what's my purpose, you know? So, and it's like, you know, that basically it's that sort of cliche, but the world is bigger than just you. And and when you when that kind of moment clicks, I was like, well, actually, maybe I have got the skills to help other people. And I think that's what leadership for me was all about. So it was never really, um, I, I don't think I ever really changed what I did in, as my job. I just started putting other people first <laughs> uh, or putting yeah. other people, putting other people, putting myself first. Really importantly, but putting other people first in terms of like um, my impact on the world shouldn't just be me and my family. It can be, it could be for so many others. Uh, and that was kind of it. It was almost like, have you seen the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan uh, documentary on Netflix? You know, the moment where Michael Jordan realizes that it's not about him. Like there's a there's a moment in that documentary, and he's like, it's not about me. It's about the team. And you know, if I can, we're never going to win you know uh, for me with Michael Jordan going and scoring 70 points a game it was when he gets that moment where like actually he's a leader he's not just an individual yeah. contributor that for me it was sort of like I look back and reflect on that now and I think everyone has that point in their life
0: yeah that's cool I, I remember having a sort of similar slightly experience not quite the journey being dropped in the desert it was more just like a leadership course and you know a normal self-discovery one yeah, yeah. but it was about. I was looking at all these leaders around me and thinking, "Oh, I'm not sure I can be like them." But then it was like, "Oh, hold on! No, 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 no! I gotta, I gotta do me." <laughs> and then that's the moment I think when I kind of seriously thought about leadership as well. So I can well, get relate. Well,
1: and it is that. It's that authenticity, right? Like you know, it's it's where you always think that it's some mysterious thing, and actually, when you realise that, it, it's just be yourself. Yeah. And be genuine, and just like. Don't try and be someone that you're not, and just rock in there. And 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 you know, as long as you've got good underlying values, you know, you put and if you're purpose driven, particular, like everything falls no. into place. So I couldn't agree more. Yeah.
0: So true. Okay, um, so I want to now sort of start talking about working from home and and remote working. Obviously, that's quite a big thing in the UK, given you've been yeah. locked down for so many months, I know. Um, and obviously global. globally as well. So. And, and you know, and I'm really interested from the digital transformation perspective because that whole evolution of ways of working has been super fascinating to see unfold in 2020. Uh, you know, we've done digital transformation, you know, pre-2020, so pre-COVID, but it was kind of difficult to get things done. People didn't take up the 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 tech or the habits in the same way, or even the business model change. Um, so yeah, 2020's been one of those years uh, for crashing through change barriers mindsets, discovering new ways of working, and I bet, you know, that's been the the similar experience for COVID. So what have you noticed or learnt during 2020 about those changes in, in the way we're working?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh we've all been experiencing sort of the shift from kind of the analog world to the digital world, and especially like, you know, in kind of tech uh, service roles and everyone's, you know, I mean, technology has has always evolved ever since like, you know, they invented the wheel and everyone's everything's Mm -hmm. kind of like changed around that. It's like, it's not a new thing, but suddenly a pandemic came along and kind of just forced this mass adoption of technology, this complete Mm -hmm. shift from, you know, the high street to e-commerce, um uh all everyone suddenly couldn't go to work and had to work out how to work from home um zoom and google meet and all of the technology has just has just been accelerated e-commerce has gone like that while the retail retailers have dropped off and and yeah in the uk it's like it's been prolonged like we're still going we're still in full lockdown at the moment mm-hmm. and, um, and probably um, it won't be until summer until we start to like really fully open the doors up. Um, so I think it's just like it's been this like 10x probably acceleration in in technology and it's in a really short time period. And I think that that is going to have like long lasting effects, um, pr- almost the longer, the country like the uk and the us and like and obviously in new zealand and australia it's been a different strategy and you've 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 been able to really kind of um live your life you know in a much shorter time period whereas like in other markets and countries it's 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 a, it's a different story so i think the longer that 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 goes on the harder it's going to be to go back to what it was like in the in the, yeah. uh, before COVID. um and so it's great to, you know, technology adoption is great for people like me who work at a SaaS business and like, we're like, yeah, we can work from home, it's cool. It's like, what's new? Um, but, but then when you think about, you know, your, your grandma or grandpa who kind of suddenly the bank's shut on the high street and like they, no one's thinking about their digital inclusion. You know, there's the, a mm. the whole swath of people across, across our country that, that, um, that are really struggling because they don't have the access and the training the education like the it's just all foreign language to them so i think like that's the it's great for a pocket but i think what we need to be really mindful of is that it's not like a utilitarian thing like there's a lot of people that just aren't gonna um aren't, aren't able to cope effectively with this and um and you know i think everyone's got a responsibility to help um to help um everyone through that but yeah i i it, it it's it's really interesting, I think um it's 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 a huge amount of change and that change does have consequences that maybe we still haven't seen yet,
0: yeah, I really like that. It's almost like um that each one teach one sort of thing, you know so. If you've got a good idea, like, you know when your, fr- your friend discovers a new app or something cool and you're like, oh, have you seen this? You're like, no, where's that been? How come you're only just telling me now? Yeah. Like with tech, it's a little bit like that out as well. We need If someone doesn't know how to do something, you, you should go, hold on, I'll just show you how to do it and kind yeah. of teach on the spot and then everyone's getting better. But then you're right, there is also the digital divide. And actually it's crazy to believe that not everyone has the internet um home like that so
1: yeah yeah let let alone you know kind of i mean i even remember when i when i sort of joined zero i was like wow slack and we've got all this cloud-based collaboration Mm -hmm. tools and it was just like this you know it's it was hard for me and like i mean i'm sure my age you know i was like Mm -hmm. i've got to get used to all this new kit and this new technology and this new way of thinking and just it it changed it was a different culture that we had in the organization for the good so just from an organizational perspective that changes enough but now you know now when we go back into the office where where is where is it used to be zero that we, whenever we would mm. uh, have meetings they would be on google meet and we would do things you know technique uh, you know digital first now it's going to be a different story we're going to have all of our customers and our partners that are, that are like i want to use zoom now and then we're like well wait a second all of our all of our in in-office um, technology is based around Google platform. Mm. What are we going to do? You know, so there's all of these sorts of um, implica- unintended consequence implications of this, where we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure out how do we, um, how do we, how do we adapt to, you know, now that the world's adapted to technology that we've kind of been used to for a while. Um, and I think there's yeah. just there's so many of those little kind of tidbits that are going to kind of pop up, and we'll go, oh right, we're going to have to rethink that.
0: Absolutely. And hmm, I'm sort of thinking of you and your personality here a bit, Damon. In some ways, COVID and the the challenges that presented, I, I imagine would have been quite an interesting time for you because um, it's a weird phrase, but I've always thought of you as like a popcorn head, like these ideas come shooting out of your head and I can imagine your team, they're trying to catch them and work out, oh, which is the one I need to run with that's the nugget of gold versus the one that I just need to kind of leave behind. And it's all about that whole digital shift you know digital's always been moving but there are so many businesses at present doing those kind of digital shifts so yeah what's your view on that
1: um i think uh yeah like uh, i i i don't know if i'm a popcorn here i think i'm, I'm i just like, steal other people's popcorn maybe it's maybe
0: <laughs> life is a mixtape i'm pretty sure yeah. that yeah
1: oh, totally yeah just like copy 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 um but uh yeah, and I think uh, like you've got to you've got to take those like you know kind of take all of those ideas, and I think the goal is really to to package them up and help people go along with you on that journey. And actually, in a lot of ways, it's like you know I'm I think a lot of it's about ego as well. Like I think um, uh, like I've always been pretty low ego, um, and and you know like. I don't have a monopoly, so I'm kind of in quite a senior role at Zero, but I don't have a monopoly on the good ideas. I always like hate. Mm. I always think about that that hippo. You know, the highest paid individual's opinion is often the worst person to be making decisions because I heard actually, that phrase
0: before <laughs> yeah the
1: hippo, hippo exactly cuz uh cuz cuz like across the organization there's just like so many amazing sort of ideas so i think my idea is really to kind of cultivate and harvest and and empower those ideas and and then maybe add a little bit of structure and a bit of process to how we go from idea to delivery, um, but really it's like yeah, it's kind of like conducting the orchestra and not trying to be the the violinist or the cello player or the whatever the different parts of the 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 orchestra are. You're just sort of conducting and helping and like because. And that's, I think, the role of uh, the the role that I play. Um, it's definitely not. I don't have a monopoly on all the good ideas. I probably have a monopoly on the bad ideas, and maybe I get lucky every now and then. Um, so I think that's a, that's how I think about that. And I think, um, you know, yeah, we could, if if we if we were able to harness the the power of all of our people, not just in an organization, but our customers, like if we could harness all of those amazing ideas productively. Like imagine. Imagine mm. what we would be like as a as, as a planet and a globe. It's quite big thinking, isn't it? But you know, harvesting all the ideas and and uh, and and just put in the the tools in place to make those ideas come to fruition. That I think, if the, if that's how um, big tech and leadership thought about it, they have a responsibility yeah. to 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 do good in the world and uh, and and cap and maximize the potential of everyone that we have. Whether that's your organization, whether that's your family, whether that's like all of your customers, that's what it's all about for me.
0: It is, yeah. Look, that shift has probably been happening for a while, but it's something that I've um, – because in the governance work that I do on boards of directors, like they are just recently been changing a lot of the definitions around the purpose of a company, and it's not just that financial kind of making more money and revenue. It's it's really switching to, and we need to help the planet and the people and, you know. Do good. And it's like, oh, yeah. great to see that. What? A little, I little, a little so. um, appendix.
1: Oh, and do good, by the way, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I,
0: think,
1: I think Google started didn't they, with do no evil, you know? So that, that, was sort of the, that, that was sort of the mantra from the get-go. I think they've actually got rid of do no evil as a mantra now, which is kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's not like start with purpose. It's like kind of like attach your purpose on, which is a bit of an interesting yeah. way of thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Hey, look, I do want to come back to You talked about transforming ideas, and I do want to come back to digital transformation at zero because there's some interesting stuff going on there, Yeah, I can see. But um, you work for a SaaS business, software as a service. Uh, you're automating a lot of people's roles. Are robots going to take over the world? Is this is this what it's about, Damon? Or...
1: Well, if they are, they're not going to take over the world at the moment because, um, you know, kind of uh, robots are... <laughs> Robots aren't really capable, I don't think, of taking over the world. And like, I mean, I think, um, I, I think, like, there is, you know, on any given sort of time horizon, there's going to be, you know, AI and kind of like machine learning and all that. And I mean, that's just another technology, as I said before. Like, it's just another yes. technology, right? It is actually a very powerful technology, but it, but technology is not new. I think it's significance. It's like, um, I think it was that Bill Gates has said, like, we always, uh, we always overestimate the change um in the short term and underestimate the change over the long term so you know we, we kind of um i think we're all like panicking that we're all living in this sort of terminator kind of um, ai world we're in reality like right now and at zero um and in most companies we're throwing uh this sort of you know kind of Automation and technology at pretty small tasks, you know, like Mm. how to reconcile your bank, your bank, your incoming bank feeds into zero quicker and being able to automate sort of past experience and best practice to make that faster. Um, That's not going to, you know, take over the role of like large swaths of of people, but it is going to over time, you know, um, automate the things that are best done by technology. Um, yeah. now I think that there is, and but yeah, like over time, when you think about the sort of future world, um, and 10, 20 years time, well, I mean, if we're sort of sitting around reconciling bank feeds and, 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 a in an accounting software, we probably haven't really, um, progressed as well as we should. Um, we should have bigger problems to solve for in 20 years time. I guess it's like, it's, it's understanding that time period and that time horizon. And also as a big tech you know, and the technology company, I'm not saying like, you know, Google or, or, or Apple or Amazon are all doing the same. But I think the important mm. thing is that, that they recognize the responsibility of people's livelihoods and jobs. Like just to go in and suddenly um, like automate a whole, um, you know, a whole industry um, isn't, that's not good for anybody. That's not good for the economy. So I think um the regulation needs to play a role, but I think um companies do need to going back to that point earlier, really be driven by a purpose. And our purpose is to improve the lives of small businesses, their advisors, and communities around the world. And so if we were, if we were um putting, you know. Uh, accountants and bookkeepers out of a job we would not be living that purpose so i think it's yeah. it's, it's really important that that um, companies look at that responsibility to do good and uh, that will dictate how they how they approach that but yeah over a given time period i i would like to think that those uh, technologies do change um because we will just as a as a as a species and as and, and and our customers and our all of our businesses will be having bigger problems to solve in in twenty years' time and i would love it if we were if we were solving you know, kind of energy issues and, and the, you know, renewable energy and the planet's core issues than we were on, on some of the stuff that we are today.
0: Yeah, that is true. As technology kind of evolves, then actually business models change and the environment around it. So that's very true. Okay, so zero digital and kind of marketing transformation so there's this real kind of phenomenon that is zero which i've noticed and i was kind of like oh hold on what's what's sort of going on here you know like your your accountants and your community love you like as in zero i mean i'm you as well damon but um you know they do like they're it's um it's like you've got a following they're they're fans you have these zero con conferences and you actually sell T-shirts at these rather than give away your merch. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, you've got your awards and all this kind of stuff. And it's it's pretty crazy. It's like, you know, that um, conference is sort of like the Glastonbury for accountants, if there is such a thing, which apparently there is because it's Eurocon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell me about that. And then also this crazy guy, Dexter, Dexter that you've got oh, as Dexter. well, which runs alongside.
1: Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think um, – zero uh certainly in the i mean in all markets that it's kind of gone into it's been a disruptive force like it's it's entered a market where there's an established player that uh that has owned the category and kind of got to that sort of like you know the innovators dilemma point where they don't they're not ready to disrupt their own business they're they're, in some ways like you know it's pretty hard to unpick a consistent stream of revenue and so every every market that has existed in, in accounting software is has had like desktop software it was built 30 years ago and it kind of was ripe for disruption so when zero came in like i think um it's disrupted every market that it's gone into and said hey there's a better way um and so i think like actually that part of the reason for that love is that um it's it's the product it's kind of a cloud based product so it's just fully on the cloud there isn't any premise it's all using it's all using kind of um, like um, web interface um, mm. and it's API first as well so like we've always had an ecosystem we have like 900 different um, different add-ons that can connect in and leverage zero's API to connect in so you suddenly you can build like all sorts of different product solutions outside of just the core zero product. And I think that, like, so first and foremost, product. Like, that's what's been, like, kind of, and, you know, that, that, that's that been the big, you know, a lot of the love that I had. I remember my first week I joined Zero, I went and listened to some of the um, calls that we were making to customers, and people were saying, I love this product. Like, I, you know, it's my highlight of my day is reconciling my bank fees.
0: It's well, like I guess that. it was pretty crap before because it would have been, like, some kind of spreadsheet. Right, oh, yeah, that they were trying to like work their way through.
1: Who stretchy. loves spreadsheets? Not many people. <laughs> no, no one does. Or, or like you know, you had a you had software on your desktop, and you would download it into a disk or something, or your USB mm. file at best, and send that to your accountant. And your accountant would take that and then do your final tax returns. So it was yeah, it was sort of outdated. But I think um, but yeah, Xero's phenomena is really core about the product. I think we we have uh, you know, having an amazing purpose, a really genuine purpose that everyone in the company. Um, believes in and gets behind I mean you can't fake that and so when you've got like a incredible purpose people see that like uh, it's the inside out perspective if we're a good company on the inside we we care about our customers we care about accounts and bookkeepers our partners we care about the ecosystem then that sort of just you know the the rest is the rest is sort of obvious so we have got this bit of this following our zero cons are pretty amazing um But uh, Mm. I guess uh, that sort of shows how much we're invested in our community, and that's uh, predominantly accountants and bookkeepers. So Mm. in practice that run their own firms, that's who comes to Xerocon, and the ecosystem that have this opportunity to to, um, really grow their business Via zero, so we have an old, a whole exhibitor hall with all of our partners that kind of connect into zero. So it's just, um, yeah, it is, it, it was pretty cool. It is probably, you know, I've heard the, the phrase to the Glastonbury for accountants, um, but, um, it, I, I think it's just that purpose shines through. That's the most yeah. important.
0: Well, um, I know that recently the New Zealand Zero, um, they did some research, uh, with a kind of health and safety business leaders kind of group, and, um, they they actually it comes back to this purpose thing that this research found that there's a real link between productivity and wellness and people and obviously zero is trying to make people more productive and actually what that can do is um follow through to people being more well at work yeah. i was like that's, that's kind of cool like there's some good um yeah meaningful links that you know that research is trying to make so i thought that was kind of cool that zero even invested in that I guess. Yeah,
1: I mean, wellness is a massive um, area of focus. I mean, particularly with COVID, like I, you know, when we think about, you know, when we went into COVID, the first and foremost, the number one priority for us was our people, and to make yeah. sure that they were safe, that they were, uh, they, they were able to kind of, um, can you know, continue to, to work. If they needed help or support from us, and we have an employee assistance program that can can help our employees through that process, but um, but I think it, it's so important. And I think uh, you know if you've ever heard Craig Hudson, who's our uh, managing director of the New Zealand mm-hmm. market and uh, New Zealand Pacific Islands and uh, New Zealand, and heard him speak about like his commitment to um, to well being, um, it's really profound. And I remember seeing Craig on stage at Xerocon telling the story, and it was. You know, about about uh, you know some of the challenges he's had in his life, and and uh, and 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 just see, seeing that real genuine commitment to people's well being shine through, um, and we we definitely take you know we 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 think that's incredibly important for us because it just is so aligned to our purpose as a company, um, and it's you know it's not for it's not for any any other reason but. Uh, to To focus on um, on on good and focus on the the best interests of the people that work with Zero,
0: yeah. And so, what are you looking forward to, Damon? What's um, or what Zero looking forward to? Either or, what's well, coming I'm looking,
1: up? I'm looking forward to coming out of lockdown and getting yeah. And as I said to you, I've moved to the beach. I'm on the south coast in the UK, um, in Dorset, and uh, I moved here in November. And obviously, it's been winter, so I haven't actually had an opportunity to enjoy. You know, sunshine, the beach—that's starting to get a little bit brighter out there. So I'm just looking forward to a, a, a proper summer, hopefully out of lockdown, hopefully having a pint, nice. And um, and then, yeah, I mean, the future—we've got so much going on at Zero. It's unbelievable. So um, we're we're launching a whole bunch of um, new products um, in the UK. We've got a big uh, regulatory shift in making tax digital. That's that's impacting like so many businesses and so we're helping small business and accountants navigate that change that regulatory change mm-hmm. um and that's going to be massive for the next two or three years we've um yeah there's just there's so much going on and it's such an interesting and exciting market in the uk let alone um you yeah. know continental europe and uh, and africa um and uh, the middle east which is where we also operate in so yeah it's oh. just kind of keep focusing on that and um have a good summer and um, <clears throat> and really uh, continue the journey that we've been on at zero and driving driving that growth and sort of like representing um, this uh, amazing company on the other side of the planet. It's
0: cool. Well, you've got to follow me for sure. So, um, any last words you want to leave people with before we finish up?
1: Oh, last words. Um, no, just um, just I hope everyone's safe and well, and that. Uh, that and every everyone who's sort of been going through a just a crazy last twelve months politically and with the with the kind of COVID situation, I just hope that we all we all kind of um, like look, like can, can think what will we think about in ten years time? Maybe if we look back, we'll all look back and we won't laugh, but we will look back and we'll be able to put things in in perspective. And I think that's the main thing. Like you know, throughout the entire history of human humanity we've always been suffering adversity and in 10 years time we can look back and go oh okay that wasn't that was bad but we got through it and we were better as a result of it so I think um yeah maybe I don't know if that's probably my last words is I, I'm I'm just trying to stay optimistic and uh yeah. keep plugging away because like I always think in 10 years time w- w- will it will it all be that bad and it probably won't be
0: yeah absolutely Well, thanks so much, Damon. Really appreciate coming on the show. My love to your family, and we'll speak soon. See ya. Thanks,
1: Bill. See you later.
0: Okay, that's it. Episode over. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, then make sure you subscribe so you can have those episodes at your fingertips.